be attentive. Brethren, I would have you know that the gospel which is preached by me is not a man's gospel, for I did not receive it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, and how I persecuted the church of God violently, and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born, and had called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me, in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not confer with flesh or blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away to Arabia, and again I returned to Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas, and remained with him fifty days, but I saw none of the other apostles, except James the Lord's brother. Peace be to you, the reader. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. 
When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid, and those who had seen it told them how he who had been possessed with demons was healed. Then all the people the surrounding country, the Gadarenes, asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But he sent him away, saying, Return to your home, and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. Peace be to you who proclaims the gospel. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Today's Gospel reading always intrigued me, and I would have to say that over the years I have tried to filter many questions from people who ask about demonic um, possession, and if it is something that is still taking place in the world today, and the answer to that, of course, is yes. The question comes, though, is because it's not seen by many or maybe seen at all by by many people, but it is something that is there. I don't know if it's because of my connection to clergy across the country and in different parts of the world or in my travels uh, to different parts of the world, but I've heard many stories of demonic uh, possession. Uh, one that occurred in the United States, and of course I can't go into great detail. It's something, uh, a story that I was told a few years ago by a, a brother priest. But I just wanted to give you sort of an inkling. Um, there was an individual who um, was abducted and, and then really uh, brainwashed into all of the, the ways of Satanism. And through all of that, uh, she became very possessed, of course. And as God would have it, one day when she was driving from one place to another, her car broke down. And it just happened to break down right in front of an Orthodox church on a street. And it was interesting uh, when this individual went to the church uh, door to, to knock on the door to come in. It was in the, a weekday during the week, in the middle of the afternoon. Um, something was preventing her from even touching the door itself to open it, to walk inside. And it happened that the clergyman saw this individual and came out and, um, and began to talk to her. And he invited her in and she says, no, I can't come in. He goes, well, why not? She goes, I, I don't know. I just, I'd rather just talk out here. Well, this began a, um, a relationship And it was interesting as she began to, over the next few weeks, uh, reveal her plight and the things that had happened to her. Uh, She was slowly, slowly able to come into the church. And at one point in time when she was able to actually come into the nave of the Orthodox Church, 
um, when she looked at the iconostasion here, that all the saints' faces were black. So she could see sort of the bodies and so forth, but she couldn't see the faces. So it was very interesting, uh, as this uh, friend of mine was telling me the story, just slowly how she began to sort of um, have more and more ability, and we would see, of course, grace to, to begin to see these things and notice these things within the church. But it was a very long and very painful process for her. There are many, many stories like that, um, and I think that uh, you know people often wonder, you know, am I possessed, or is my child possessed because of the way he or she is behaving, or is my parent, or my whatever. And we have to make a very clear distinction between possession and influence. And possession is when, when, when the devil or the demons actually control the person. As we saw in the story today of the demoniac, when Christ asked, what is your name, the response was legion, for we are many. So it wasn't just one demon, it was several. And this man uh, had no ability to control himself. He couldn't repent, he couldn't do anything. And in this situation, it's very, very obvious. But most of the time, what we experience is not demonic uh, possession. What we're experiencing is uh, demonic influence. And these are the temptations that we struggle with every single day of our lives. And some of the fathers say that demonic possession was something that was more frequent and certainly more noticeable in, in, in uh, centuries past. But today, as one father of the church says, people are so easily influenced by the devil that they don't even know they're being influenced by him. And they use all sorts of things to excuse and explain their behavior. Uh, one of the things that St. Paisio says I wanted to share with you is, there is so much demonic influence in the world today, and remember he was writing back in the, in the 1980s and uh, early 90s before he passed. The devil is roaming free because people have given him the right to do so. The devil is roaming free because people are giving him the right to do so. He says, Christ has removed from the devil the right to do harm to us. The devil can harm us only if we allow him to have power over us. And we read about this in uh, St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where he says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So just as we have the ranks and orders of the angelic host, powers, principalities, thrones, dominions, archangels, cherubim, seraphim, in the demonic realm or in the, in the realm of, of the fallen angels, they also have these rankings. And the fathers of the church actually talk about that in terms of specificity, in terms of this is the demon of lust, this is the demon of greed, this is the demon of gluttony, this is the demon of lying. And so there are these specific roles that they have. So we see these rankings both in the, in the heavenly realm, in the kingdom of heaven, but also in the fallen uh, realm as well. And so the question was asked, St. Paisios, in what ways can we give the right to the devil? And this is what he says. Rationalism, contradictions, stubbornness, willfulness, disobedience, and insolence. All are qualities of the devil. And he says people are vulnerable to the degree that they have these qualities and exercise these qualities. But when the soul is purified, the Holy Spirit enters a person and fills that person with grace. 
one uh, priest monk said to me, he says, what the world and what Christians need today more than anything, anything else, is encouragement. Because we live in a time and we're faced with so many crazy challenges, so many uh, uh, obligations that we have that we, we feel so spread thin almost every single day of our life. And as I thought about that, I thought, you know, Christ gave us a lot of encouragement. He said things like, um, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He says this in the Gospel of John, chapter 16. He also says in Luke, in your patience, possess your souls. So with that statement, he says that patience is required for the process of purification because of the struggles that you're going to have in life. It's not an easy, smooth process. It's something that that takes a lot out of us. It takes a lot out of us emotionally, physically, and, and certainly spiritually. But he says, in your patience you will possess your souls. He also says that uh, not only be of good cheer that I have overcome the world, but he talks to us about the hope and the life that we have in him to bear his burden, that yoke, the yoke which is humility. And St. Paisius and all of the fathers speak about our greatest asset in this struggle that we have in the world is humility, repentance, and confession. First, we have to humble ourselves enough to even recognize that we have this struggle and that there are things that we're permitting ourselves to do and things we're falling into, in other words, uh, giving into the temptations. But we also have to have the humility to then take that knowledge and those sins and bear the shame and offer those uh, sins in confession so that we can become healed of them. So even though we have this struggle, our Lord has given us not only encouragement, but He's given us the mysteries in order to continue the battle day after day, that as often as we fall, we will arise, and this is how we will be saved. So we don't have to be necessarily concerned about demonic possession. It can be fascinating, it can be interesting, we may like hearing stories. There's some part of us that likes that, I think. Um, What we have to focus on is the mercy and the love of God and what He offers us in order to help us in the struggle and to realize that it's normal. This is a normal thing. It is part of our life and it will be a part of our life until the day we depart. And this is why humility and repentance and confession is so important in our life in Christ. So while we utilize these things like rationalism and stubbornness and willfulness, know that those are the things that really permit the evil one to have influence over us. And ask God to give you the grace to see this influence so that you know it and see it as it is working in your life. Because that is the starting place. And from there, we can say, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And as after we have fallen in any way that that happens, we take that into our Lord, to the hospital, to His great mercy. And we ask for His forgiveness. And we lay all of that before Him. And in His goodness, in His kindness, in His gentleness, for all of us, He will offer us forgiveness and cleanse us completely at that moment in time. And then we depart and we go back into the struggle. And we start over. This is what this life is about. But be of good cheer. He has overcome the world and the the ruler of this world. Amen.